everybody. So we're so excited today. Merry Christmas. We yes, are Merry Christmas. You, yes. We are bringing you a special Christmas episode of Obscure Animation. This one's really not that obscure, but who cares? We wanted to talk about a Christmas movie and we decided to talk about Mickey's Christmas Carol. This is going to be so fun. So Absolutely. I'm, so Stanford, thanks so much for joining me to talk about this. Hi, Rachel. Thanks so much for the invitation. Happy to be here. Yeah. So this movie, this sh- short, came out in uh, 1983. And, yeah. it, you know, it's interesting because I was thinking about this a lot last year with the... Uh, big hullabaloo over Olaf's Frozen Adventure. You know, it's an interesting thing because Disney used to do longer shorts in front of their movies all the time. All the time. (laughs) And everybody got so upset. Yeah, people were so ticked about that. And (laughs) maybe it was just Frozen backlash or, you know, but I'm with you. I was like, what's the big deal, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's fun to have. It's like having, it's almost like having two movies in one, you know? So yeah. enjoy it. This was 26 minutes long, and it was originally uh, released in the U.S. at least in front of a re-release of The Rescuers. Yeah. And they had gotten it from a, what did they call it, a rehearsed uh, a record, Disneyland record, audio musical. They they did get a new song, but that, that was where they got the sort of the original idea is they had Mickey's Christmas Carol record that they moved over to create the short there's a lot of really interesting things i think about this short i mean you had other shorts that were longer shorts like uh mickey and the popper was longer that was put before you have the three musketeers short that's longer yeah. it was put before so it wasn't unheard of back in the day but it's kind of interesting how things change trends change i am a huge christmas carol fan i mm-hmm. i like versions that even other people don't like <laughs> I yeah, just, I love the story of redemption mm-hmm. and that there are no lost causes and yeah, for everyone. And I think this and the Muppets are. I love Mr. Magoo as well, but uh, there there are some terrible animated versions uh, out there. But I think this and the Muppets probably do the best out of any version of teaching this story to kids i do too i think it's a really nice adaptation of the story that, that yeah that you said work works for kids and also it's just so interesting to to quote unquote cast disney you know existing disney characters as these uh, as these well-known characters from the story right yes yeah i mean because even when you have like mickey and the beanstalk or something like that like they're still mickey they're not playing a part i mean it was really brilliant because if you have a character named scrooge mcduck how brilliant to do christmas yeah to cast him as yeah scrooge and christmas i agree it's it's, it's really a smart a smart idea that 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 i think panned out do you remember seeing this do you get to see this in theaters yeah, I remember, I believe I saw it in the theater, and then, you know, it kind of got, I think, a second life and on home video. It was just wonderful to see Mickey Mouse again on the big screen, and I can't remember how many years it had been since there had been a kind of a Mickey Mouse short, even though this is more of, I guess, considered because of the runtime according to wikipedia this was the first theatrical cartoon with mickey mouse in over 30 years 
Yeah, so. exactly. So the, that was pretty momentous, you know, to be able to to experience that. And not, and not only Mickey Mouse, but, you know, so many other people from Disney animated shorts and features in, in, in it. Yeah. So cleverly. And I think it's so interesting about Mickey Mouse because one time I, because he has such staying power that's maybe a little surprising because it was really interesting one time I, I had these three girls at my house. Uh, I was letting, I was helping a, a neighbor while she packed for her move. I don't have, my house is not for kids really. Like I don't have any children. I don't have a ton of stuff for kids to do in my house. My nieces don't live nearby, so I don't have to entertain kids a lot. Anyway, so we ended up watching movies most of the day. <laughs> and yeah. it was interesting because I, I put on Winnie the Pooh. They loved that. Uh, put on the jungle book they weren't into it and then we watched frozen and they 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 loved that but by far the biggest hit of the whole day was we watched i think it was um oh mickey's once upon a christmas whatever where it's just like a whole bunch of shorts yeah like a bunch of short stories that are put with mickey and yeah they loved Mickey. They loved him, and they loved watching the shorts. I was so surprised that uh, that that was more exciting for them even than Frozen. You know, it was, yeah, I was surprised it was the most popular for sure. Oh, absolutely, and it goes just goes to show the staying power of Mickey Mouse. Yeah, and I really would not be surprised at all. I know they have the Mickey Mouse TV show, which is actually quite brilliant i really enjoy it um but i i wouldn't be surprised if we get a mickey mouse movie one of these days i i really wouldn't at all i think i just i could see them them doing that it'd be really fun <laughs> if they yeah something really vintage really sweet and uh i think that everybody would want a voice in it it would be a mad race <laughs> right exactly <laughs> but anyway and so i i, I think uh, it's it just has that staying power because Mickey is just the best. Mickey is love, and Mickey is uh, you know you want to see him at the Disneyland. <laughs> Mickey ninetieth mm-hmm. birthday this year. Mickey's turn turn ninety, yeah, and really is looking good. For that <laughs> <day>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I do I have a soft spot in my heart for the opening music of this movie, the Oh What a Merry Christmas Day. Uh, this mm-hmm. words and music by Friedrich Searles, Searles and Irwin Coastal. Uh, so it's very, very classic, very 1980s. That's kind of feel. It just sounds like Disney, you know. Yeah. yeah. It does. But I like yeah. it. I enjoy it. Oh, I do too. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I like the, I just like the whole opening sequence. I like how we get the Mickey Starburst image. Uh-huh. You know, the very beginning of it, like the, the you would play at the beginning of a Mickey Mouse uh, short back yeah. in the day. But he's dressed up in Dickens t- attire. Right. Yeah. And I, th- I thought, I think that's a fun, a fun little add on. And then there's some c- cool art in that, in those initial uh-huh. credits. And they the had credits too. an incredible team of animators working on this. Glenn King, yeah. Mark Hinn. Uh, right. Yeah, we're in the we're the two most noted Ed Ed Gombert, Dale Bear, David Block, Randy Cartwright, Patricia Peraza, and Kathy Zielinski. Uh I know that this is the first movie that uh, John Laster had a hand in working at, which is interesting. 
you know, the 80s were a rough time for Disney. Yeah, it was a rough though. time at Disney. And interesting that the director of this, Bernie Madison, uh-huh. Bernie, you know, he's he's now the longest term. I don't know what, what the right way to say is. He's been at Disney the longest in, of any other employee, including Walt Disney himself. He's recently, he just hit his 65th year. Wow. Uh, of working does and he's still working. I don't know how many hours he puts in. You know, maybe it just kind of depends on the project. But I think this was his first directorial, direct, like his de- directorial debut. But he's been, you know, you look in the credits. He's in a lot of story credits, even for these, you know, current Disney films. He's he's still he still goes in. I think he still goes in to work regularly. And yeah, look at this. Rob uh, breaks the internet. Additional story artist. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. He's he is, it's it's amazing. So. Uh, that's this cool that he, you know, that he was able to direct this, and it just it has. I think it has a, a kind of his a nice touch to yeah. it too, because 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 of him. That is really really cool. Uh, he, I guess, even has his daughter. Yeah, I think it's his daughter worked uh, as an animator on Fox and the Hound and the Black Cauldron. Yeah, he married an animator which is really fun. Oh, what a cool person. That's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And, and the thing, there is some, there is some truth aside from Don Bluth, Disney did a pretty good job of keeping people for a long time. There were a lot of employees that, that they, that they had. I mean, most of the nine old men stayed, stayed till the bitter end. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, all right. So it starts out with with Mickey asking for half a day off, which I love. <laughs> it's not even yeah, a Mickey whole day is off. Bob, Mickey is Bob Cratchit. I just love. Yes. I just, I love how they animated the office there. I mean, it, yes. it's clearly true. You know, instantly recognizable as something from a Christmas Carol, right? Very Dickensian. Very, yeah. you know. But. Uh, Mickey is just a perfect Rob. That was like the perfect role for speaking, you know, not only for Scrooge, but perfect for Scrooge McDuck, but perfect, perfect for Mickey Mouse to be Bob Cratchit. Yeah. Well, and they do enough, I think, to stay pretty true to the book, to really true to the mm-hmm. story with that they can in such a short period of time. Yeah. And while still adding enough humor that it works for, you know, for the kids. And I think that, that they do yes. that balance very well. I think so too. Yeah. Like, I love the fact that, uh, so yeah, so Scrooge is going to deduct his, not only is he only going to give him a half day off, (laughs) he is going to deduct the time of that half day and Cratchit do his laundry, which I love. (laughs) I know. Cratchit do the laundry. Yeah. Holy smokes. And later on, you see. What a jerk. Yeah. He's like, oh, what is all that boiling on this, on this, on this on the fire pit and he's like that's your laundry <laughs> yeah hilarious it's so fun and then donald is nephew fred and i do think it's kind of funny that uh donald talks about his uh bread his great christmas spread and he says plump goose with chestnut dressing which is kind of funny because he's a duck you know like a little I know. but uh um, plum pudding and lemon sauce and candied fruits with spiced sugar cakes, <laughs> which yeah, it's a lot of sweet. Donald has a sweet tooth. We learned from this. <laughs> and you know, it's so interesting when you watch enough versions of Christmas Carol, you start to kind of notice 
you know, things that people leave out, things that people leave in. And sometimes the benefactors are left out. And in this one, they have them. And you've got Ratty mm-hmm. and Molly. From The Wind in the Willows. And yeah. that's a lot of fun. I love, well, I actually think the script of this is really solid. I love when Scrooge says, you work all your life to get money. And people want you to give it away. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he makes a valid point. Because you, can you think of any other job where people would just expect you to just give up your wares for free? Right, right. You know, like if you were a candle maker people wouldn't just expect you to give all your candles away but <laughs> but the problem is is that scrooge has turned off his relationships it's not about the money per se it's about his turning off love and kindness and and in the book at least it's about him turning away christ from his life and mm-hmm. that's what christmas really stands for the atonement of jesus christ obviously you're not going to have that here but but it's more than just like oh i'm a grumpy person anyway then we get our jacob marley with his goofy uh, what do you think of yeah. goofy as jacob marley uh, i think it's a good i think it's a good choice and um, i mean not necessarily maybe because it's goofy it's a little less menacing uh-huh. which might not be a bad thing for this kind of kids retelling are very kid-friendly retelling. But I like, though, how they animated Goofy because, you know, you still got the Goofy mannerisms, but with all the chains, the Jacob yeah. Marley chains. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you think uh, I of do. I love it. I love when he says, uh, he says, remember when I was alive, I robbed from the widows and swindled the poor. And, and Scrooge says, and all in the same day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all in the same day. You had class, Jacob. <laughs> That's really good. Mm-hmm. And I also like the fact that he's a ghost, yet he still manages to fall down the flight of stairs. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they break up some of the scares because it's a little scary for some kids, yeah. you know, but it's part of Christmas. Absolutely. You know, stories and tales of the glory. Then, uh, so, yeah, Marley, uh, Marley tells me that. And the first ghost is Jiminy Cricket. And yeah, which is kind of, I think, kind of a surprising ghost. Is, yeah. Or that Jimmy Cricket is the ghost of, of uh, Christmas past. Yeah. And there's some nice lines for Jiminy. I like when he says, what's wrong, Scrooge? I thought you'd enjoy looking down on the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and of course, this is not Cliff Edwards, who's the original voice of Jiminy Cricket, because he'd passed away. I think that the voice of Donald, I believe, is the only one that was original at this point. Uh, Clarence... Clarence Nash. Nash. And uh and Eddie Carroll is the name of Jiminy. So anyway, uh so then they go right to Fezziwig. Uh and I like Jiminy says, That's before you became a miserable miser consumed by greed. And Scrooge says, Well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that, that was a funny, yeah. a funny line too. Yeah. <laughs> and we get to see Daisy as Isabel. Yeah. And I like that he forecloses on the cottage I know. an hour late. He forecloses on Daisy. Uh, that was hilarious. Your last payment on the cottage was an hour late. I'm foreclosing on the market. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow, you see what him, a jerk. Yeah. You see him be really sad. And then Jiminy says, remember, Scrooge, you fashioned these memories yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that's really good. And he wakes up. And we get Willie the Giant as present, which is brilliant. Brilliant choice from Fun and Fancy Free. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. I think <laughs> it's a brilliant choice. 
Yeah, I spy a stingy little English man. <laughs> That's really good. And uh, yeah, the food, mince pies, turkeys, suckling pig, and chocolate pot roast with pistachios with yogurt. What is that? Yeah. What is like, a chocolate pot sound. roast? <laughs> yeah. Like, what in the world is this food? British. <laughs> yeah, British food. Chocolate pot roast. Weird. Yeah. So funny. And and that's when he says, it's the food of generosity, which you have long denied your fellow man. And, and Scrooge says, generosity? Nobody has ever shown me generosity. And I love that ghost says, you've never given them a reason. Yeah. That's really good. And so I also like how Willie uses the, the light thing as a flashlight. Yeah. I think that's really fun. And you see him peeking into different people and the woman's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so then we get into the Cratchits and you see Tiny Tim and you see poor Mickey slicing the, the peas in half and, you know, getting, it's kind of similar to the, the scene in Mickey and the Beanstalk when they're like slicing the, the, the yeah. lime bean. And like, slicing that bean that they have to share with each other. Yeah. yeah. They get the like one tiny little turkey wing kind of thing or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I really like just the, the whole lighting of that and the whole feel of it is just so... You might as well be at Disneyland, you know, like... In yeah, the- <laughs> it's really... Exactly. And again, throughout, I mean, clearly, as you mentioned, they had an A-team list of animators working yeah. on this film, on this, on this short. But the characters are so good because they... I think they're all... They're very much on models to what they look like in their original ones. I mean, yeah. you know, Mickey's and, 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 of course, in a lot and the other, Fab, you know, Fab Five. But these other characters, you know, like Willie the Giant and stuff, the animation's really good on them. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, which I think is a, a, another plus of this film is, like, they didn't do a shoddy job on bringing these characters into this into this other yeah. world. Yeah. And, you know, of course, you get the God Blesses Everyone from Tiny Tim. Yeah, from Tiny Tim. And Scrooge, you know, will Tiny Tim live and there will be an empty seat. And and you see Mickey at the cemetery and we get Pete as future. Uh, It's a pretty pretty scary version of this whole whole scene is pretty scary. Uh, Oh, it's and this is the scene that always scares me the most in, uh, in most, you know, I mean, I think it's, it's the yeah. most Christmas Carol retellings. And this one, and they go, and they go pretty far with that, yeah. I think, too. And this one, they don't, they don't gloss over the fact, you know, that, that I mean, yeah. Scrooge gets pushed down into his open grave. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I actually think Alan Young does a, a wonderful job with Scrooge in this one. He says, Oh no, spirit. I didn't want this to happen. Looking at tiny Tim's grave. And he does a really good job with that vocal performance. I think, especially there. And you see the weasels digging the grave. Yeah. I guess the weasels from, from uh, the wind in the willows. Yeah. And actually probably, well, I don't know. I like, I like wind in the willows fine, but I think I, I even prefer this just cause I love Christmas Carol so much, but the cemetery, I love all just the lighting and the mood and the music and everything kind of works. And, and, and Pete is pretty scary. You know, he's, uh, oh, Pete's he's really, Pete's really yeah. scary as the ghost of Christmas future. Yeah. yeah he's super scary. He's, falling back into that uh, into that grave i'll change i'll change (laughs) 
And one of my qualms or, or arguments, whatever, with a lot of versions of Christmas Carol is that they don't do crazy Scrooge right. Like they keep it, they tone it down too much uh, when he he's given this second chance. And I like the ones that dial it up. They make him real yeah. crazy. I, that's what, what makes the Alistair Sims version so great. You know, it's like he's scaring the help. He's going nuts. Like, I really like it. I think it's really fun. I think that this one is actually pretty good. Like, he, <laughs> he's got his, like, hat on his foot. The spirits did it all in one night. Of course, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> and, right. You know, he gives the benefactor the hundred gold pieces, and uh, he goes to agrees to Donald. He says, uh, "You know how I like candied fruits with spiced sugar cakes." <laughs> and Donald, yeah. is, I love Donald. He's the best. And, Donald's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know. He's so fun. So he, then he goes. He gives the Cratchits the toys, and he, you know, he's kind of scary at the beginning. And he's like, "I, you give me no alternative, but <laughs> I give you a raise." <laughs> yeah. So good. And we leave with "God bless us, everyone," and uh, that's the great thing about Christmas Carol. In the end, it's it's a message about redemption and uh, finding it, faith. It again. is. It's just- it's one of the all-time best stories, you know, as you mentioned about all-time best redemption stories. I think it's pretty credible, even though it's a short of, of what mm-hmm. Scrooge, you know, the Scrooge McDuck version of yeah. Scrooge goes through. Because again, that, even though they keep it really brief, because it's long for a short, but it's short for a feature-length, you know, film in front of a, you know, yeah. as long of a story as it is. And I don't know how many truly shorts have been done of of the story because even like yeah. you know even though it came later, but the Muppets Christmas Carol, I mean that's probably close to ninety minutes, isn't it? And, At least, yeah. Yeah, and so I just think that I mean, this one—they're really good with this compact yeah. storytelling. I think they do a really good job because it doesn't seem. I mean, they move it quickly, but it never seems too choppy. And that was the one thing I, again, noticed with this review, you know, rewatch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I almost wish they had made it longer and made it into a feature. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it's still it really. Cool. wishing the same thing, but I think it would be better if they, if they could have made, you know, made it a little longer. Yeah. Do you I have mean, any? The only other one I can think of is um, Mr. Magoo's, and that's 53 minutes. Yeah. So that's close to an hour right so yeah i can't think of anything else there's the grinch short which is very similar story but obviously with a grinch yeah which i think is perfection i think that the you know that 1960s version of the grinch is the 22 minute one with you know the chuck jones did was just brilliant perfection so good do you have anything that you didn't like about mickey's christmas carol adaptation well i mean like i said i could have used it to be even longer i i could have had you know the scenes from scrooge's childhood i could have had uh i mean there is a lot that they don't include but i think it's a really great introduction to christmas carol and i think it, it does a good job of picking the most important stuff i mean there's nothing that i really no, I don't have a, a ton of complaints. I mean, the music, I guess, is kind of cheesy 80s, but I like it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What about you? you? Know, it's, it's definitely a, a film of its time period. Well, yeah, I think I was just so happy that they did another Mickey Mouse short. Yeah. Or just anything, you know. And so I overall quite liked it, I think. I'm trying to think of it. I think I liked it. 
you know, when I saw it back in the day. Uh-huh. But this 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 rewatch, I think I think I just came away with it liking liking it even more, even more, having yeah. more more respect for it. Wonderful, also just to see enjoy the hand drawn animation, since we just don't get to see a lot of that with these Disney characters anymore. You know, because even the stuff on Disney's channel or whatever with Mickey Mouse is is done with computer generation. Right. You know, with, with generated yeah. images. You know how they're doing these new Mickey Mouse shorts that have a, you know, kind of different stylized the flash, animation. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of fun. They're, I mean, it's, it's very different, very different in tone and style what they're trying to do with those. And so this was more, I think, really classic Mickey. I did just think of one that's similar in length and thing is uh, one with Yosemite Sam and the Looney Tunes. Oh, yeah. The Christmas Carol. Interesting. A, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember the last time I saw that one. Holy smokes. <laughs> There's Forever. a terrible one that was part of the new show. Don't watch that one. That one's awful. But the original one is good. So, <laughs> just a warning. <laughs> yeah. There's a new one that's the worst. I hate it. Okay. But <laughs> so, well, good to know. know. And, and you'd know. You're, the, you're a connoisseur <laughs> of a... Oh, Christopher, this is this is a little random question, but maybe just a little. So, do you have a favorite live action retelling, film retelling uh, of a Christmas yes. Carol? My favorite version of Christmas Carol is 1951 Scrooge with Alistair Sim. With Alistair Sim, okay. I think that he gets the he gets Crazy Scrooge right. It's so beautifully shot, beautifully filmed. I think that they add some stuff that I think really works in explaining. Uh, Scrooge's uh, character and how he became the businessman that he is in the story. I, I like the backstory that they add a lot. I think Alistair Simmons is phenomenal in the role, and I just I think it's great. Uh, but I also really love, I actually really love the version with Patrick Stewart. I think uh, it's great. It's very accurate. They include stuff that almost no version includes, which I like. And I think Patrick Stewart's really good. Um, so that that's that would probably that's one of my favorites. I I do love the Muppets. I think it's really delightful. George C. Scott is very good that version, even though he's like so American. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the whole world around you, including young Scrooge, is British. <laughs> you could <laughs> right. you couldn't even try. Like he didn't even try. Details. It's, it's a good one. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of really great versions, but those are probably my favorite. Mine is, well, it's hard for me to pick, actually. But one of my favorites is the uh, musical Scrooge from 1970 with Albert Finney. Yeah, and and great music by Leslie Bercuse. And I I just, I I, I like that He goes to hell in that one. (laughs) Oh, he goes to hell in a big way. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he does, which is fun. Remember, I seen that as a child, just being absolutely horrified because also his fall into hell is very dramatic too. It's a very long fall and it's super scary. Alec Guinness plays Jacob Marley. Yeah. And and he's terrifying too. You know, the, the how he how he portrays that. But it's really good. And it also plays heavily on on the romance between Scrooge and and, and, and Isabel and just how how stupid Scrooge was and he knows it. You know, and when was yeah. what a heartbreak, what a heartbreak that is, and, and well, anyway, there's, so there's, there's the, actually the, there's, so fun. there's actually some really fun made-for-TV versions of it. My uh, on Hallmarkies podcast, 
we did a special episode with film critic Alonzo Giralde where we reviewed four different TV versions, all with female Scrooges. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one called Ebby with Susan Lucci, which is a lot of fun. Uh, Diva's Christmas Carol is great and very clever with um, Vanessa Williams. That one's a lot of fun. Uh, then there's uh, it's a Carol Christmas with Tori Spelling, which people would immediately just discount as being terrible, but it actually is pretty true to the story. And they they do some clever stuff. It's it's pretty it's fun. William Shatner and uh, 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 Kathy Griffin is the is past, and then there's uh, Kathy Griffin, William Shatner, Gary Coleman. Uh, and then James Cromwell randomly is this feature, which is crazy. Random. Yeah. I've never seen that one. It's not. It's it's a lot better than people would think. I mean, some of the production value isn't great, but there, but it's it's it has a good heart to it, and uh, it makes some interesting choices, and I like it. And uh, mm-hmm. and then there's one with Carrie uh, Carrie Fisher that's that is actually Hallmark that is i think it's a lot of fun it's very loose adaptation and there was actually one just this year uh on lifetime called every day's christmas uh with uh tony braxton and she's not the the greatest actress in the world but i really liked what they did where it's actually more about her parents died in this horrible accident and the grief was so debilitating that she just like shut herself off from the world and just completely turned to work and so her all of the ghosts her the first and second ghosts are is her mother and every time she saw her mother it totally worked for me and she nailed it and i would cry (laughs) and and i think that uh they did I, i don't know it just worked and then her father is the third ghost and so it was actually pretty good i liked it uh and so anyway there's lots of creative different ways that people have taken the story and done their interesting things unique things and so i'll put a link down if anyone wants to listen to that podcast with us and uh alonzo Duralde, you can check it out because it was a lot of fun to talk to him about uh about christmas carol <laughs> because he wrote a whole book on christmas movies so it was a real thrill for me to get to talk to him and i actually even have a bit of a affection for the barbie one yeah the animation is terrible but if you can forgive that it actually makes some interesting choices she's a singer and her aunt raising her to become this kind of a a, a, a stage mom yeah and she uh convinces her or, or doesn't allow her to have any life or any friends or anything like that and so she ends up becoming the jacob marley character because she's aunt marley and she she comes back and i like that her chains are actually mirrors instead of cash boxes which i thought yeah. was kind of creative and i also like yeah. in that one how she has an assistant cratchit type character and one of the things that she sees in the future is that this character ends up becoming just like her. And, and so that's sort of an interesting take on Cratchit, you know, that Cratchit becomes Scrooge. And it's one thing to it's one thing to be a terrible person, but it's another thing to see, like if you if let's like, say you say a bad word and then like the child next to you says that same bad word, it feels terrible, right? Yeah. I don't know. And so that's kind of the idea I think is that she sees that what she's done to this sweet person but i thought it was pretty clever and uh so there's a lot of great versions out there and it's really interesting to me to see how the same basic pieces of a story you can take in so many different ways and try so many different things and fun i think so 
Yeah, agreed. So, yeah, let us know what you think of Mickey's Christmas Carol. Do you like it, not like it? Put it in the uh, in the comment section or let us know on Twitter. It'll be really fun. And uh, thanks so much, Danford. This was very fun to talk about. Yeah, thank you. Fun to, fun to revisit this, this classic short and really fun to talk about it. Thanks. Yeah. So how can people, how can people find you online and, and, and contact you? You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Stanford Clark. And I also have a movie blog and podcast at moviespastandpresent.com. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube and all of our social media. And if you can put your reviews on iTunes, it really helps us out, helps out the podcast, and uh, or give us a thumbs up if you're listening on YouTube. So thanks so much. And uh, yeah, we will have a... Uh, we'll have a great time in 2019 talking about obscure animation. If you guys have any ideas of smaller or underappreciated films that you'd like us to talk about, please put those in the comment section as well. We really have had, it's been a great year. I think it's been a lot of fun. For yeah. Me. It's been fun for me too. There's been so many interesting films that we've been able to see and talk about. So thanks so much again, Rachel. Really appreciate it. Yeah. It's been so fun. Well, thank you. And uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Thank you. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs>